Welcome to Legal Management Talk, official podcast of the Association of Legal Administrators. I'm your host, Christina Vragovich. Joining us today is Kristen Brown, speaker and founder of Happy Hour Effect. Her goal is to motivate audiences to strive for maximum impact in their work and personal lives by uncovering the unique characteristics that make them memorable and magnetic. She will be in Denver, Colorado this April to speak at ALA's annual conference and expo. Welcome, Kristen. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for being here. So um, so I gave a, a brief bio, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your work in your own words. Yeah, well, I am a keynote motivational speaker on how to show up in the workplace and not let all of the stresses and everything that you're juggling in your life prevent you from moving ahead, whether you want to just be more engaged, whether you want to love your job more, whether you want to move into leadership or get a promotion or get a raise. It's really not letting I help people not let the stresses of everyday life prevent them from moving ahead. And then also do a lot of personal growth elements in there too, just to make sure that your personal life is in line with your professional life. That sounds incredibly useful. I am looking forward to your talk. Um, <laughs> so your work focuses on, on stress management for career and personal success. Tell us about this happy hour effect framework and the basic tenets of your philosophy. Yeah, well, people hear that and right away they think, ooh, I love happy hour. But it's really not so much about happy hour itself or alcohol or drinking or anything like that. It's actually about the mindset and physical and emotional shifts that happen to us when we leave work and go into a different environment. Whether you love your job, whether you've had a good day, whether you've had a bad day, whether you dislike your job, there is actual proven shifts that happen to us in that transition. And it is in that transition and in those moments when we are at happy hour that you can actually tap into some really powerful tools that you can use all day, every day that don't just have to happen at five o'clock. So the five elements are people, passion, productivity, peace, and presence. And so we're really going to be diving into those five elements at the conference and talking about what they each mean, how you can use them, how powerful they can be when you are trying to grow your career and trying to be less stressed both at home and at work. Okay, that sounds fascinating. And you you say that balance is a myth. Um, What do you ascribe to instead? Because balance seems to be like the key word when it comes to stress management. Yes, yes. Work-life balance is a buzzword, both in HR, in corporate America, in healthcare and education, on the covers of every magazine. You know, New Year's, there's always, you know, Oprah and Dr. Oz and everybody's talking about work-life balance and how to achieve it. But when you have the term balance in there, it makes it feel like there's a work bucket and a life bucket and all of the things, the hundreds of things that you juggle every day need to fit into one or the other when really they're spread across both. And sometimes you're sitting at your desk and you have a sick kid at home and then what do you do? Or you're at home with a sick kid and there's a work project, then what do you do? So there's always just this cross cross-pollination, if you will, of both work and life, that when you try to fit things into either one or the other, it actually causes you more stress, makes you feel like a failure if you are not able to get them both into that, get things into one or the other buckets. So instead of the word balance, I use the term work-life harmony. Now, harmony, equally as cheesy of a word as balance, but when you think about the conductor of an orchestra, and the conductor of an orchestra has hundreds of instruments that he has to 
control from moment to moment. And sometimes all of the instruments are playing together. Sometimes only one section or a certain group of instruments is playing. Sometimes only one instrument is playing and has a solo and taking center stage. And sometimes everything's playing really fast. Sometimes things are slow. Sometimes things are loud. Sometimes things are soft. But it's up to him to say from moment to moment, okay, everyone all together now. Okay, now French horns. Okay, now strings. And just because the strings might be really loud and taking center stage at any given moment doesn't mean the flutes are less important or the percussion is less important. It just means for a while, they're just a little quieter. They're just playing on in the background or silent while the music continues to play on. They're all important. Every ingredient is important from moment to moment. It's just depending on what takes, takes that center stage. And our lives are the same way with the hundreds of things we juggle. We are like the conductor of our lives deciding what's going to take center stage. And if you're at work and you've got a work project going on and your child is sick and they're home with a grandparent or a spouse, that doesn't mean your child is less important than your job. It just means for a while work is taking center stage and vice versa. The opposite may happen at other times. So it's really about that harmony and saying, okay, it can all fit. Sometimes things just have to play a little bit quieter in the background. I like that analogy um, so what are, what are some of the less obvious or seemingly unrelated ways that stress can impact that harmony between everyday life and work? Yeah, one of the big things that I always have people look at is the halo effects around things that seem really small or don't seem very time-consuming. So a halo effect is if, you know, you have a one- or two-hour meeting a week, you know, at once a week, but that meeting causes you prior to it a whole bunch of time where you have to prep or you're emotionally worried or you're stressed out about a meeting. Then the meeting happens. And then after the meeting, you may have a couple hours or even a day or two of post-meeting stuff that happens in your head, whether it's positive or negative. It, it sucks your energy and your focus. And so that one or two hour meeting might actually be a one or two day halo effect that pulls your attention from everything else going on in that one or two days. I'll give you an example. A couple years ago, I worked with a woman who every Wednesday night, she was volunteering for a senior citizen center. And I do an exercise called life mapping, which we will also do at the conference, where you unload everything that you juggle on a visual map. And she had identified this one thing as really stressful. And I said, this two-hour volunteering why you know what is causing so much stress here because you know volunteer means you can choose to do it or not (laughs) and she said oh you wouldn't even believe it that she just dreaded volunteering every Wednesday night and so the day before she would be really crabby and cranky to her work team the day of she was just she said she was basically not even functional because she was dreading going to this volunteering she was would snap at her kids at her spouse she would go to the volunteer two-hour volunteer session. Afterwards, she would get home and she would drink a bottle of wine. And then the next day, she would be hungover all day because she had drank the bottle of wine to reduce what she thought was reducing the stress of this two-hour volunteering. So she had a three-day halo effect of negative energy because of this two-hour thing that she was voluntarily doing. And until we actually identified that, she had no idea that that was sucking so much happiness and productivity and, and just energy from her life until we did that. So over time, we set up a way to have her shift her volunteering because she said she felt so guilty and terrible, like a bad person for not wanting to volunteer at a senior citizen center. And I said, it doesn't make you a bad person to not volunteer if volunteering is making you a bad person for three days. 
And so when she yeah, heard that, she was like, oh, my gosh, you're true. That's right. So she switched to volunteering for the Humane Society, and it absolutely changed her whole life because she got three days back a week. So halo effect, that's wow. the number one thing I have people identify. So how can our listeners identify some of their own stress cues? Um, you know, how did, how did that woman finally identify this three-day halo yeah, well, I mentioned my life map where you literally write down everything that you juggle. And I have a framework for it. We don't have time to go into it in depth. But anyone could do it right now. They could sit down and they could look at their calendar. They could look at their to-do list. And they could give themselves a little, it's just a quick little snapshot in their mind of, okay, is this item energizing me or draining me? So just as they go down their list, as they go through their to-do list, and anything that's an energizer, keep on doing it. Keep continuing on with that. If there's something that's draining you, you have to immediately say, okay, am I doing this because I'm being guilted into it or because other people expect me to? Is there a way to down offload this task to someone else? Is there a way, a way for me to do it differently? So you really just start with looking at everything you juggle and saying, is this energizing or draining? and then focusing on those areas that are draining the most. And there's a lot more that we can talk about here, but you know, hopefully when people will come to my session at the conference, we're going to go into it really in detail to find those stress cues. But that's a really quick way to get started is just saying energize or drain. And the drainers start focusing there. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you to our listeners and subscribers. Uh, you can learn more from Kristen in April at ALA's annual conference and expo in Denver, Colorado. You can learn more on ALA's website, alanet.org. That's alanet.org. Until next time.